Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to podcast episode is dedicated entirely to making your life just a little bit better. I'm a huge believer that small changes make the biggest difference in our life. I think that we can often get caught up in having big goals and wanting to improve our happiness and our productivity and our life fulfillment in big ways. But if we can just improve our days little by little, if we can add that bit more ease, if we can open up a little bit more time and space for ourselves and to enjoy our families and our friends and what's in front of us, we can improve each day just marginally, just a small amount, but it all adds up. If we make our days better, we end up making our whole lives better because our lives are just the sum of our days. So this episode is really about just sharing some suggestions with you that I have crowdsourced. So thank you very much to everyone who submitted their life hacks um, and shared the things that they do to make their life easier with me because it allows me to now sit down and share them out to other people. I wanted to record this episode because I can't tell you the amount of times I've found myself in conversation with girlfriends and they'll just casually mention something they do that makes their life easier and it can be really obvious but it's something that I'll go oh why aren't I doing that like that would save me five minutes ten minutes a little bit of frustration some double handling whatever it is and then I'll go off and implement it and so I think this resource like podcasting and social media in general It's such a great way to take that information, to take those things that other women are doing in their lives that might just be second nature to them and to share them with you guys, the podcast listeners and the community. So the community, Mallory always drags me when I use that word, but I do feel like the Frey podcast has its own little community. So I wanted to just offer these suggestions for you and hopefully some of them will make that difference. So we have a variety of different categories. So I've just grouped them together. And I have to say there were a lot of the same suggestions as well, which was nice because it's like, oh, yep, that seems to work for the majority of people. So let's share that as well. So when it comes to life hacks, what I mean by life hacks are just those little things you can do that make life better and easier and perhaps run more smoothly. So it's no secret that women often carry the brunt of the domestic load. For sure, things are probably better um, than they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago in terms of sharing the domestic load. 
but it's still often shouldered by the female in a relationship if there is a female. Um, So the domestic load, I wanted to start with laundry. There are a lot of suggestions around how to make laundry easier. A few of you suggested to wash overnight, so then you could wake up and hang the laundry out first thing in the morning. When it is nice and warm here, that's what I do because I actually think it's quite nice to start the day outside hanging up the washing in peace. I, there's lots of things about, I mean, I was gonna say lots of things about washing I don't like, but mainly just the folding and putting away. But I quite enjoy the system, like putting on the laundry, waiting for it, hanging it up. Um, So that can be a nice thing to do rather than having to just get up and mentally go, okay, I've got to load the washer, put the washing on, remember that it's going to finish and then hang it up. If it's just wet in the basket, ready to go, it can just add that little bit of ease of a morning. Wash as you go because smaller loads are more manageable and it then gives you more time at the weekends. It is really tempting to just let your laundry pile up. And I am someone who often has a pile of laundry that needs to be folded and put away. And it just becomes this like mental burden and you know that you have to get to it. And when you have let it go all week, it just gets bigger and bigger. So I think there is a bit of wisdom there if you have the time and space to wash as you go. But again, it just depends on how you like to operate. Some people might like spending a couple of hours on their Saturday morning getting through their laundry. Have labeled baskets for kids in their wardrobe. I love this idea. One of my boys doesn't have built-ins in his wardrobe. So I just went to good old Kmart and bought some baskets. And I think he's only got three baskets on the floor in his cupboard. And it's like first basket, undies, socks, whatever, um, undies and socks are the first one, maybe rashies as well. Then the second one, like bottoms, and then the third one tops, and then his jumpers hang up. And that works particularly well for him because he's not overly pedantic with putting his kids away, his clothes away, excuse me. So he'll take his pile that I've folded or that I've just grouped together and he'll go and just throw them in the basket. So they're not folded, but he's happy and I'm happy enough as well. I don't really mind um, at all. What else? Um, also got a suggestion here that came through a lot, which is something I do and it does make a difference. I go from washing machine to clothes hanger to save double handling. So rather than hanging up my hanging stuff outside on the clothesline to dry with pegs, I will put it onto clothes hangers and then hang the clothes hangers up outside or I'll just hook them on some wire um, shelving that we have in the laundry. At my last two places, I had dedicated hanging space in the laundry, which was great. You know, wash the school uniforms straight up onto hangers. Um, But in this place, I don't. So sometimes I'll just hook it on that wire unit or I'll just take it out to the clothesline on hangers. And it is really good because then you just go straight from hanging once they're dry into the wardrobe and I just rotate the clothes hangers. So I love that one. I also haven't ironed a single piece of clothing maybe since I was a flight attendant. So a long time, a very long time, like over 10 years since I have ironed anything. I don't even own an iron or an ironing board. I just hang things up and hope for the best. Um, Fold as you go when you're taking clothes off the line. I'll do that as well if it's a nice day. And particularly now that we have a trampoline in the backyard, 
if the kids are happily bouncing or it's just nice weather, I'll stand outside with a podcast in my ears and I'll fold the towels as I go rather than that double handling. I think that's what becomes annoying, isn't it? It's like you take it off the line, carry it inside, dump it out, fold it, put it away. So yeah, if you're just kind of having that more of a streamlined system. Um, clean sheet Fridays was a suggestion. So having a specific day where you strip beds. I love a good system like that when the whole family knows because it's like, hey, what day is it? Go and strip your sheets, put them straight into the laundry type of thing. And then you're not having to go, oh, when did I last wash their sheets? Are we due for sheets? And making that decision to do it. It's just like, oh, we've committed. We do it this day. Folds, fold sets of sheets together and store inside a pillowcase. I do that as well. So fitted sheet, flat sheet, duvet cover, fold it up, pop it inside one of the set pillowcases. It's just nice to know. You can, and it's just really nice because, you know, then you can just grab it. You've got a full set and it keeps everything looking nice and uniform as well. That's a good system. A lot of people suggested robot vacuums. I personally don't have one. I'm not sure how my dog would go with it. I think that she would probably try and attack it or ride it around the house. I have a good old um, cordless vacuum and I like a cordless Dyson and I love I love my Dyson. It's lightweight. It's easy to whip around the house. Um, but yeah, a lot of people suggested the robot vacuums. I imagine particularly when you've got young children, if your children are anything like mine, they are just little crumb machines. So there's always something to either sweep or vacuum. A nightly reset is another thing that a lot of people suggested, and I'm a fan of this as well. When I do my nightly reset... I actually kind of look forward to it because I'll put a podcast on or some music on once the kids are down and I'm not doing a deep clean, you know, like I'm not doing any scrubbing. I'm not cleaning the stove. I'm not going deep into the bathrooms. It's just a tidy because I know that the next morning when I wake up, if I come out and my kitchen bench is cluttered and still a mess, it just changes things, you know, like it gives you that like ugh, annoying feeling. Whereas if you come out and you've got your clean bench and even if you go a step further, like what I like to do, which just, again, makes me feel good and organized and adds that ease to my morning is I get the kids' lunch boxes out and I'll have them sat on the bench with the little snacks that might be going in there the next day. Their cooler bags are ready to go. Their drink bottles are filled. That's part of my nightly reset just to make things as easy as possible. Um, there was a mantra that was shared with us, which was, don't put it down, put it away. And I love that. You know, when you've got kids, but also just for yourself, it's so easy to just think, oh, I'll just put this here and I'll deal with it later. But it all adds up. And before you know it, the house looks like it's destroyed. So don't put it down, put it away. And I'm going to be using that for my boys, particularly one who has a habit of just taking his clothes off wherever he is. You know, his robe will just get dropped on the on the table or left on the lounge. So rather than being like, hey, mate, robe away, I can just say to him, don't put it down, put it away. I love that. Um, another suggestion with the domestic load is to enjoy listening to an audio book, music or a podcast while doing chores because it makes life, you know, more enjoyable. And I definitely 
do that. I feel like it's kind of the definition of being a, a grown up. Sometimes it's like, oh, I can't wait to listen to an audio book or a podcast while I'm folding my laundry. It's like the things that you feel yourself think or hear yourself say to a girlfriend um, or your partner. And you kind of go, you know what, if I told my 18 year old self <laughs> that when you're in your 30s, you're going to look forward to doing your chores while listening to a book, it probably wouldn't be super, super well received. I remember, like this is a off on a tangent, but I can remember one of my girlfriends in high school, her parents would always be listening to audiobooks, you know, about things like bird watching and stuff like that. And we just thought it was so daggy, you know, so not cool. Meanwhile, now everyone's all about Audible and iBooks and just listening to stuff. It's all audio. Obviously, you're listening to a podcast. So make the chores more enjoyable by doing that. Something I personally do as well with chores is I time block and someone else suggested that too. You know, you go, okay, I'm going to spend an hour doing bathrooms and I'm just going to get as much done as I possibly can. I often do that. Like I'll think, okay, I'm giving the kids a half an hour on their screens, you know, half an hour to play their video games. I'm going to spend that half an hour doing a proper thorough clean of the stove um, or I'm going to get the gumption out and go to town on the bathroom. So thinking about cleaning in little time blocks can make it feel more manageable, more accessible versus going, oh, I've got to do the whole house top to toe. It's like, you know what, for 10 minutes, I'm going to dust. Um, And then for 10 minutes, I'm going to do the windows in the lounge room, that sort of stuff as well, because again, it all adds up. Now, the next kind of category I have is starting the day ways to start your day a little bit better, a little bit brighter. I think firstly, that nightly reset, that looking after future you is where starting the day begins to get better. If you spend that 10 minutes of a night just going, what can I do for future me? How can I make my morning better? How can I look after myself tomorrow? Do I need to write a to-do list? Do I need to choose my outfit and get my clothes out? Which was another suggestion, like get your clothes out the night before or mentally know what you're going to wear so that when you get up, you can reduce the amount of decisions that you have to make. We make so many decisions in a 24 hour period. So if you can reduce that amount, it opens up your your brain to be able to think of different things and focus on different things or to just be more present as well. Having a usual consistent rhythm to the day can help the way that your day starts as well, particularly if you have kids My boys know here it's a well-oiled machine. They know that they're not allowed screens as soon as they wake up. They know that we have a system. We have breakfast, they'll draw or they'll read, they'll get dressed. Like it's, we have a flow to the day. So I'm not having to continuously negotiate with them. That said, there is one of my children who I have to continue, not continually, but you know, I'll have to say to him a couple of times, socks on. Like that's his thing that he'll just resist doing. And so I'll be like, socks on, buddy, like get your socks on so that you can just cross it off and you know it's done so that I can as well. But having that normal start to your day, again, just gives you that comfort and predictability and it's good for kids too. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Having an alarm clock sound that doesn't irritate you seems so obvious, but it makes a big difference. I personally don't have to set an alarm because the kids will always wake up between 6 and 6.30. I just don't have to at the moment. Um, But when I do have to set an alarm, mine is a song. So it's Bright Lights by Ziggy Alberts. It's just a nice, easy way to wake up and start the day. So maybe think about choosing a song that can set the tone for your day as an alarm or something that, you know, increases in sound. Not that like super aggressive like you know the one um that if you hear it when you're out and about it just kind of makes your heart stop and you're like oh it's awful so yeah think about your alarm clock sound I also know there are alarm clocks that just gradually get lighter to wake you up or there are all sorts of gadgets now that are designed to optimize your sleep and will wake you up during a you know a part in your sleep when you're already in that lighter phase of sleep and it's better to wake up first being pulled out of your deep sleep. Another thing that I've been doing lately, and it's something I used to do, and I used to be great with it, and then the last couple of years I've kind of fallen out of habit with it, but in the last few weeks I've reestablished this boundary with myself, and that is to not look at your phone first thing in the morning. Now, there are all sorts of reasons why you shouldn't look at your phone first thing in the morning from the way that the light impacts you like it's so much better if you can get natural sunlight in your eyes first thing um for me personally the reason i'm not doing it at the moment like not looking at my phone first thing is i just feel like i don't need to take in other people's lives other people's opinions comments imagery anything first thing in the morning it's not natural to have a window into people's lives in the way that we do right now Um, And it's, you know, not even into just their lives, but into their thoughts and feelings in the way that we do. And so I found that if I'm going straight for a podcast the moment I wake up, or if I'm going straight for social media, I'm missing that opportunity to check in and see how I actually feel in that day. You know, where am I at in my cycle? What do I feel? What are the things that are coming up for me? You know, social media can be such a great tool, but it can also be numbing and take you out of the current moment. So for me, that's one. Don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. Um, Something else for starting the day to make your breakfast the night before. That obviously won't be something everyone a wants to do or can do depending on what you're going to have for breakfast but again it's just reducing the decisions so if you enjoy overnight oats pop them in the fridge in a jar make it easy to grab them um, on your way out and it's the same thing with packing your own lunch boxes and snacks as well you've got to look after yourself speaking of when it comes to the category of health a suggestion was to use insta scripts it's a service where you can renew your scripts online Love that because how much time do we waste when we're sat in the doctor's surgery Um, or even just getting an appointment can be a real pain as well. Something I've been using for the last year is a service called Doctors on Demand. It's not a service I would use if I had a personal, um, 
like a very specific concern, but I'm sure a lot of you can relate to having certain things that pop up where you're like, oh, I know what that is. You know, I know what a UTI feels like. I know what tonsillitis feels like. And you just know that, you know, with a fairly reasonable amount of certainty, what you need, just like my little boy who I had in hospital the other weekend, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, he needs his ready pred. He needs to go on. He needs to have his dose of steroids, two doses of steroids. Um, and so there are things you just get familiar with. So Doctors on Demand is a, is a service where you can book an online appointment. And I've never not been able to book an appointment within a few hours. And you will speak to a doctor, a video call. Although I've once had a doctor um, on the video call not have his screen turned on because he said he had COVID. And that was a strange experience, like talking to a doctor on a video call but it was like blacked out and he's like, open your mouth. <laughs> like, okay, this is weird. But the thing that I like about the doctors on demand is that you can then have your script sent directly to your nearest pharmacy. So, you know, I'll have my appointment at home and then get in the car and within 15 minutes, my script is at the local chemist and it just makes it easier. Uh, for health as well, online classes or training can make life easier as well if you have a plan to follow or a class to join in, particularly if you're at a point in life where you've got young kids and you're not able to physically get to a location. Completing an online class can be great. Or if you're really wanting to look after your physical fitness, but you're not sure what to do, having an online resource really can be a hack there so that you're not having to think of things yourself. Um, food. Okay. Having a weekly meal plan, you know, spending time working out what you're going to eat each night, what things you're going to have for lunch, what your weekly snacks are going to be. I would also imagine, I don't do this, but I would imagine that if you have a weekly meal plan, you would recycle that, right? Like you might have, okay, this is what we're having this week. You know, we're having tacos on Monday night. We're having salmon on Tuesday night, whatever it is, then you might not have that exact same thing next week, but you might use it again in a couple of weeks. So I imagine there's a fair bit of like, do the work of planning what you're going to have and then repeat that again another time. Online shopping for your groceries can be great because you can save your trolley. And so many of us do just buy the same things over and over again, you know, so being able to just log on to your grocery app and select saved items or grocery list or whatever it is and add to cart, that can be helpful too. can also just save you time and just add that bit of convenience as well. I have done online shopping in the past. I have to say, I think I prefer going to do it just because I have found with my online shops, it's only the specific things that they never have that I'm like, how do you not have that? I know that you have that. Like I know that my local Coles has that. And so understanding that they're not always picking from your local Coles or your local Woolworths can be annoying. Um, cook once, eat twice or thrice. So, you know, if you are cooking um, whatever the meal might be, say it's a pasta bake or whatever, you cook it once and you'll eat twice. You have it for lunch the next day or dinner the next night or you're freezing it to have it in a few nights time. I love that because you're there, you're doing the work anyway. You might as well double or triple the portions and have that bulk amount ready to go. 
um, a suggestion was to have your kids involved in helping to prep as well. You know, with younger kids, that can be a great activity for their finger strength and just to make them feel included. It can be a nice way to bond. Um, There's a lot of evidence about communicating with kids about how it's sometimes better to be parallel next to one another doing an activity to communicate versus asking them to sit down and talk to you directly. I don't know if I would say with my kids at this age that getting them involved in dinner would be a hack. It could be an activity and something to do, but I'm not sure it would improve or streamline the process. Um, But that said, with older kids, having your teenagers involved, you know, if you've got a 14-year-old who's happy to cook, certainly when you're meal planning, be like, okay, what night do you want to take? You know, what night are you going to cook for the family? And that can be be a hack because it's one less thing that you have to do. And same with your partner as well. You know, what what nights are you going to take? What meals are you going to take? Um, bulk prep, which again is kind of what we've spoken about. I also like to spend some time setting up the fridge because it just makes life easier. Again, if you have the healthier snacks that you want to eat at eye height, it's better. If you have carrot sticks or whatever it is, and they're already diced up, they're chopped up, ready to go. And I know with mine, when I do my carrot sticks, I put a bit of cold water in the container as well because it just keeps them fresh and ready to go. So thinking about what are the things you can do with your fridge to make it more appealing because we are often visual creatures, but also just easier to grab the things that you want to grab more functional as well. I also wrote down a functional water bottle, which sounds really simplistic, but it is like a little health hack because if you have a water bottle that is a pain in the ass to refill, to drink out of, to transport around, like if you had big ambitions of having this huge water bottle, but it's actually just cumbersome and annoying and you never use it, it's not functional. So find a water bottle that's easy to drink out of, that makes you want to use it, that makes you want to carry it around, that makes you want to stay hydrated simple but adds up um oh and same with like having containers that you want to eat out of that are easy to use um yeah that are accessible lunch boxes making them the night before a few people suggested that as well and that's all part of the looking after future you i guess and making your day easier the start of your day easier when it comes to life admin hacks having a budget that everyone or, you know, that the adults in the family are on the same page with, Um, you know, using your actual banking apps to keep track of where your money is going is a good idea so that you can see where you're spending. Having one email address for things, you know, I think a lot of us over the space of our life will have a few email addresses and so then things can get missed. I've definitely been caught in that situation where, You know, I've had bills sent to an email address that I'm not actually actively checking and I'll just miss things. They'll slip through the cracks. So have one email address that your bills and all of your financial um, communication is sent to so that you're not having to sort of dip into all your different emails if you have them. Unsubscribe to spam. You know, just spend half an hour going through and unsubscribing to all of the emails that you're getting that you no longer want to receive. Have your bank cards set up on your phone. 
again, just nice and easy for payments, have a direct debit um, set up so that you're not having to think about, oh, okay, I've got to go into my bank account and transfer this amount over into my savings for bills or whatever. If you just know each month you've got X amount coming out and that goes towards your electricity, it goes towards your phone bill, whatever it is. Again, it's just reducing your handling, you know, so that you're not having to manually go in and do those things. It just happens easily. Having a weekly family planner. I'm a big fan of this. When there are lots of moving parts in one household, it's so helpful to just have it written down somewhere so that everyone can see it or have a shared Google calendar. So my Gmail, like my Google calendar is all kind of color coded and it just makes it easier to look at. So I've given access to my boyfriend to my Gmail calendar so he can easily look in and see, oh, like yellow days are the days that the boys are with their dad or, okay, you know, things are booked in and locked in on those days. And so then again, it just saves that back and forth. And same thing again with his training, I've got his calendar because every day is different. So rather than me having to ask him every single day, oh, are you training at this time? Are you did It's there, I can see it. Also helpful as kids get older and even with younger kids, you know, it's like, oh, on on green days, we're doing this. Or you can see on the calendar that you've got kindy gym, whatever it is, that visual weekly family planner can be so helpful. And speaking of families, the next little category is kind of in the parenting realm. So involve your kids in systems. So like when your children get changed at the end of the day, have a system. Sounds obvious, but make sure they know where their dirty clothes go. Don't be doing everything for them. Make sure they know that when they get home from school, they unpack their bags before anything else. They put their school shoes in the same spot so that they know that they'll be there in the morning. Um, what else? Oh, if you have a little bub you who's obviously at the age where they can sit themselves up and crawl around, using an empty bath to contain them while you clean other parts of the bathroom or while you just get ready yourself is really good. I always did that with the boys. I'd put them both in the bath with no water, with a couple of toys once they could sit up and you know, babble to each other. And that's when I'd clean the bathroom or yeah, do my own hair, blow dry my hair, get ready for the day. Um, when your little ones are toilet training, make their beds two or three times with sheet protectors. So sheet, um, sorry, mattress protector down, fitted sheet, mattress protector, fitted sheet. That way, if, and when they wet through the first layer, rather than having to remake the whole bed at night, you just strip that first layer. There are also those incredible sheets by Sass and Babe where it's a fitted sheet and mattress protector in one. So putting two of those on the bed, like again, it just makes life easier when you're getting up and down in the middle of the night and you've already got to get them out of their um, soaked clothing and into fresh clothing. If it's just as simple as like one quick rip off the bed, throw that in the laundry, reset them back into bed quicker and easier, all the better. Another suggestion was to have a toy rotation. I love this idea. Kids these days, they often have a surplus of activities and toys. Um, 
I remember doing this with the boys' birthday parties in particular because with two of them, if they've each got friends, sometimes they wouldn't even remember the things that they'd been given, which sounds awful. But I would take those gifts and put them in the top of their cupboard and bring them down at a later date. Toy rotation. Love it. I think it's a brilliant idea because when there are too many things for kids to play with, they'll often be a bit overwhelmed by choice. But when there are just dedicated items and yeah, once they're bored, swap it out. You can also do a toy rotation with friends. I know there are also community toy libraries, which are a great concept as well. So I love that suggestion. So there you have it. A collection of life hacks as shared with me by you guys. I'm really grateful to each and every one of you who took the time to share with me the things that you do that make your life easier. And I'm hoping that everyone who's listened to this episode will be like, oh, there's something I can do. You know, I didn't know about Doctors on Demand or I hadn't thought about how easier life might be if I do all of my shopping online or if I do that nightly reset Um, One of the other things about the nightly reset, I don't know if I mentioned this, was just to unpack the dishwasher. This sounds so trivial, but sometimes when you are starting your day with a full dishwasher, it's just like Groundhog Day. Unpack the dishwasher at night so that breakfast dishes can go straight in. All right, team, I hope this episode has been helpful. It would mean a lot to me if you do take the time to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. and share it with your friends. Pop the episode up on your Instagram stories. If you have more life hacks to add to it, share them with me on your Instagram stories and I'll collect them as well. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen and I hope you have an amazing day, whatever you're up to. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you good?